You know, looking back on when I first started my business, there are so many things that I think that I would do differently. And I get asked a lot, like, hey, Lorianne, you know, what kind of advice do you have for me? I'm either just starting out or I'm struggling to take it to the next level. What sort of advice do you have? And that's what this episode is going to be about. I want to share, if I was to go back and redo like from the beginning of my online business? Well, what I do differently, because I always find this is actually a fascinating question. So you are going to so enjoy this episode. I've got several great tips. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, And I'm also a reformed, painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. So hello, everybody. Wow. So here we are moving into the fall months. Kids are back to school. I don't actually have any kids myself, but a lot of my very good friends, you know, have children and are still figuring their way out with this new school year, hybrid, online. It's just been really interesting. And last week was Crack Like Content. That was my free training that I did over in my private community. And the women who participate in the training just loved it. So if you're interested, you can hop on over to my private community, Entrepreneurs Making an Impact. The link is in the bio. Just uh, hit the video tab and go watch those videos and enjoy. So what would I do different? Number one, make friends with fear. Yes, I always tell people like, you got to make friends with fear. Too many times we think that fear is a bad thing. And it's not always a bad thing. But too many times I see that we feel fear. And then we let fear be the driver, like get into the driver's seat. And that's not where you want fear. Trust me. When fear is the driver, you'll stop. You will stop and stay parked for a very long time. Fear actually disguises itself as something else. And here's just a little a little list of where you might actually find fear. Like if you were to peel back the layer of procrastination, and you've probably heard me say that before, when you peel back the layer of procrastination, there's a little bit of fear under there. Like you procrastinate on sending out an email to your list. You procrastinate on creating that lead magnet. You procrastinate on launching your program. There's a fear of visibility, a fear of being judged that's underneath there. Perfectionitis. Oh, let me make this lead magnet perfect. And all you're saying is, I'm afraid of being judged. Like there's a fear. I'm afraid that this isn't good enough. I'm afraid that nobody's going to opt in for this. Playing the comparison game. Imposter syndrome, the who will hire me, who will listen to me. Maybe I need to take another course or get another certification. Those are just fear in disguise. So make friends with fear. So you all know that, you know, I come from the world of professional speaking. You know, when we used to have those events, we are going to get back there though. 
I already am seeing people getting booked and seeing in-person events start up again. And getting butterflies or having that fear before you speak, whether that's in person or even virtually, those butterflies, that's normal. It is just normal. And I probably should do an entire episode on that because it's what it does to your body physiologically. So anyways, I won't get too much into that. But your heart rate increases, your blood pressure increases, your breathing rate increases, and those are all for very specific reasons. And I'll get more into that in a future episode. But make friends with fear. Number two would be success psychology and mindset work. You know, they're really kind of one and the same. I think that they're just two phrases that actually mean the same. And you've probably heard me say before, work on from the neck up and that will take care of from the neck down. And over in YouTube, I'm pretty sure that I have this um, video called my push-up exercise. And this particular exercise that I kind of came up with really proves how strong our mindset is in controlling the rest of our body. So I would also suggest that you go back and listen to episode two, Mindset Moments to Acting as If. We need to reprogram our brain or our brain habits so that they empower us and push, help us push us forward instead of having disempowering beliefs, disempowering brain habits that actually pull us back. Like, for example, if you're afraid of getting visible and you feel like you're going to be judged for doing a live stream and what if it's not perfect and what if you say, um, too many times. What if you reprogrammed your mind to, I'm going live, even if it's messy and imperfect, I know that I'm helping somebody, that the right person is going to see this and it's going to inspire them. That's better than, I have to be perfect. I can't make any speech mistakes. And again, this goes back to what I said in number one, we can't let fear be the driver. And what we end up teaching ourselves by having really good success psychology and mindset work is that even when I'm uncomfortable, I still do the work because it's okay to feel fear. It's okay to feel, oh my goodness, like what might people think? That's okay to think, be uncomfortable and think those things, but still do the work. Because when you, what you're teaching yourself when you still do the work is I trust myself. One of my highest values is that I'm a woman of my word. So when I say I'm going to do something, I make sure that I do it. And so the way that I accidentally gave my first speech was because a couple of women said, hey, why don't you give this speech at the networking event? And I just went, yes, okay, without thinking and went through and did it anyways, despite being shy and afraid of public speaking. But more on that later. And mindset and success psychology really is the foundation. I think it's the foundation to everything. It's one of the foundational um, pillars that I teach with my private clients and also in my group programs. If you participated in my training from last week, you know, the crack light content, you probably noticed that my day one of any of my free trainings, I always talk about you first. And you being also your mindset work and that success psychology, because it's just the foundation to everything in my private coaching programs and also in my group programs such as Momentum. Number three would be position marketing. 
And I know that sounds very vague, but buyers hire experts. And you've got to step into your expertise. You've got to own that here's what I'm an expert in. You may not feel like an expert, like, oh my goodness, I haven't been a, I'll just take a web designer, for example. I haven't been a web designer for years and years and years. I've just started maybe six months ago. I want you to still step into it and own that because that confidence that you get when you own your expertise helps your buyer because buyers hire experts. I'm getting ready for winter here and I actually have radiant heat and I have a Viesman boiler. Well, something tragic happened to the gentleman who has been taking care of my Viesman boiler and was given a name. And I did ask the gentleman, have you ever worked on a Viesman before? And he was like, it's very similar to this other type of boiler. No problem, I can do it. Well, he got here and he realized quickly that he was in over his head. And I'm really glad that I trusted my intuition because what I said to him was, it's okay if you want to change your mind. It's okay if you need to do some research on this thing. And realizing as I said that, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, if my boiler goes down in the middle of the winter when it's zero degrees outside and I have a gentleman who only knows how to change the filters, that might not work out very well for me. I need somebody who really does know the system. And the way that I found the guy who used to take care of my Viesman was I called the sales rep. I actually have the area sales rep's phone number. And so I called him and asked him for a name. And he was so wonderful and called me back and he assured me, he was like, by the end of today, you are going to have a new name and a company who's going to be able to take care of your Viesman. And he remembers me from years ago. But I share that story with you because of going to the expert. Now, is he an expert in servicing and doing the maintenance and repairing my boiler? No, but he knows who is. So when he gives me a name of a company and a phone number and a web address, I'm just gonna be like, oh my God, these, these people are the experts. This is who I need to talk to. And that's what your content needs to do for you. Your content needs to put confidence in your reader, your audience, that you are the person who solves this problem. Your content also needs to speak to the specific problem that people have and the result that they want. Not necessarily like how to get from point A to point B, but wow, I want to be at point B. So let's just take the example of the web designer. A website is designed to give information to your ideal clients and let people know like, hey, here's the next step if you fit, if you're the right person for me. I may not be in a position to be having my website designed, but maybe it's a future plan of mine. So maybe I know that six months from now, I'm going to be redoing my website. So I want to be able to see that you can actually solve my problem. And on your website, you might actually have like, here's my process, here's my unique process for helping my clients have the website of their dreams. And here's what we wanted to do. So it's called position marketing and it's something that I teach my clients in Momentum and also my one-on-one -on -one clients. So here's an example of position marketing. From my past, 
before I came into this online space as a business coach. I was an executive coach to VPs, high-level executives, and CEOs. So I would talk about that so that people know that are reading and following me that I've been coaching for a long time. I might also mention some of my clients have been on TV, have gotten book deals, have gotten paid to write books, have become Amazon bestsellers, are working their business, their profitable business, while being a mom and only working 15 hours a week. That all positions me as that kind of a business coach. And that's what you want your content to do as well. Number four would be making the ask. If you're not selling, you've just got an expensive hobby. Buyers are actually flattered when you ask. When I launched this podcast, I actually sent out private messages asking people to be on my podcast launch team. In social media posts, when people were like, congratulations, I actually said, hey, I'd love it if you would be on my podcast launch team. And people were like, yes, I would love to do that. I just signed up. And another great story that I have about making the ask, because buyers are really flattered, is that a client of mine was having this DM conversation with, you know, coincidentally, um, a website designer, and was just kind of like asking some questions. And she was hoping that this person that she was DMing and asking questions and having this back and forth conversation would say, hey, why don't you jump on a call with me? And they never asked. And she was actually disappointed. And yes, she could have said, hey, um, what's your website? Is there a link that I can book a call? But she just, she actually wanted to see if this person was confident enough to actually take her down that path, which she didn't. So it was just an interesting learning moment about, that just reinforces like what I'm saying here about making the ask because your buyers, your potential clients will be flattered that you actually ask them. And actually in my momentum program, when I ran it for the first time, I actually sent out private messages. I would say I handpicked people to like, this program might be perfect for you. I'd love for you to take a peek at it or jump on a call and see if it would be a good fit for you. And each of the people that I actually handpicked that I invited to take a look at this, they all said yes. And then the fifth one would be sales. Getting people on the call. Too many times I see entrepreneurs just kind of expecting people to DM them and say, I want to hire you. Now, that does happen from time to time, and it's happened to me a couple of times, but I never expect to get on a sales call and just expect this potential client to say, here's my credit card, let's start right away. And if that did happen, I'd be like, well, let me ask you some questions, especially if it's somebody that I don't know. That's why we have the sales call, because my job as the business coach, I need to hear, like, what's your business about? What are your dreams? I need to figure out if you're a good fit for my coaching program. I hope that makes sense. And the other thing about sales calls is it should be an experience, an experience for your potential client. Consider them like a customer that walks into your store. What kind of experience are they having with you on the phone? And with these sales calls, you really have to draw a line from the results to the investment. It's kind of like 
you know, like, here's what you're going to get, like for your investment for the money that you're paying, um, whether that's a website or for me for coaching. Like, for example, if somebody came to me and said, you know, I want a business, but I'm not sure what kind of business to go into. But after this whole global pandemic, I never want to be in this particular position. Again, I want to work for myself. I would say, okay, like, I'm going to draw a line. That tells me like this person wants a business they want, they do not want to have to sign the back of a paycheck anymore working for somebody else, they want to work for themselves. So I have to draw a line from the results that they want to their investment so that they can see what they're getting. So it might look something like, we're going to uncover what you love to do. Is there a market for that? And are people searching for it? Because if people don't know that they have the problem, then that's a different type of marketing strategy. And we're going to get you crystal clear on how you help and work with people. So again, it's the, I'm drawing a line from the results that they want to the investment. And it's a very different conversation if somebody shows up on a call with me that says, I'm earning $5,000 a month and I've had the occasional 10,000 months, but I want to have consistent 10K months. That's a different conversation. I'm going to ask different questions to find out a little bit more about them and their business so that I can draw that beautiful line for them to see what they're getting. Working on the sales process and making the ask is something that I work on with my private clients and the ladies that are in Momentum. They get to learn how to have those sales calls and to handle the objections like a boss, which for me means you're handling those objections with grace and it sounds very conversational. So if you're wondering a little bit more about momentum, you can actually jump on the wait list because I'm going to be running this program again this fall. So you can jump on the wait list because if you get on the wait list, you actually will get a hundred dollars off when I open the doors and you'll be the first to hear about the program. But if you're wondering if momentum is right for you and momentum is a seven week group intimate group program that feels more like private coaching. And you also get a call with me as well, along with some other bonuses, but that's all I'll tease you with right now. Uh, more to be revealed later. But if you're wondering if momentum is right for you, you can book a call with me. The link is in the show notes or it is www.chatwithla.com. And in the notes, the questions that I ask you, make sure you just kind of mention you're curious about momentum. So just to summarize what the five things that I would do differently. One, make friends with fear. Two, work on your success psychology and mindset work. Three is position marketing. Four, getting comfortable and loving to make the ask. And then getting really good with sales. Sales calls sales offers, you name it. Hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, feel free to email me or even like send me some comments or questions that you specifically have about this episode. I love hearing from my audience. So till next time, have a great week. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review 
And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, please leave a review and you could be the next winner.